The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Welcome, everybody, to the Blue Stable Podcast. It is the first preview show of 2023. We're all excited, right? Football is finally back. Those of you that love college football got a good taste of it last weekend. Not a great weekend for me, obviously, but for others, college football is back. Now the NFL is back, and our beloved Indianapolis Colts are going to open the season at home against an arch rival, a team that has been a thorn in our side since... 2013 or so, been a thorn in our side, but it is the debut, the home debut of Shane Steichen, Anthony Richardson, and this new offense, okay? But before we get into all that, because we're going to break it all down, Marcus Landon, who decided to grace us with his presence after having a new $2.7 million house built for him, big, big shot over here. Uh, How are you guys doing? Hey, man, I'm doing great. I'm excited. Football season is finally here. It's been a long wait, man. But, you know, we get to see some Thursday night football and get to chat with my guys about our team that we love dearly, the Indianapolis Colts, once again. And it's a clean slate so we can predict whatever we want because it's week one and you can't say anything wrong about it. So I'm excited. Hey, that's right. I am finally ready. We've waited eight months for football. It's finally here. And, uh, yeah, I'm officially back. Finally back in the saddle again and excited to be here with you guys. Unfortunately, the house wasn't 2.7 million, but it's way more, <laughs> it costs way more money than I wanted. So, um, yeah, but house is done. We're moved in. Everything's good. We're ready to get back on track and, uh, yeah, ready to talk some football, more specifically, some Colts football with you guys once again. Miss you, dudes. Hey, man, that, that's an entire bet. We missed you as well. Uh, quite humble response there, trying to you know tone down the the price of the house, but it's okay. You know we we know the real deal. But anyways, guys, before we get started with football, we want to say obviously welcome back, Landon. Hope it's been a great summer for you guys, cooling down a little bit. I know down here in Texas, next week is going to start cooling down, low nineties, high eighties, which is obviously a favorite part of mine. It's, it's going to be going to be in the mid seventies next week for me. There you go. There you go. It's getting cooler for everybody. But you know what's also cooler for Colts fans? Homefield Apparel is dropping their new launch of yes, Colts here tomorrow. And a special announcement. This show is brought to you by Homefield Apparel. If you are live tomorrow, okay, tomorrow they are dropping the new merch. We've already seen it. New bomber jacket with 2006 Super Bowl champions on the back. Cardiac Colts are going to be out. We got all kinds of stuff dropping tomorrow. If you guys want to get an early jump 
on Christmas presents. You want to get some nice fleas, uh, sweaters, all that stuff. We want to get a nice jump on the winter, especially for you people up north. Going to get a little bit cooler, uh, quicker for people in the south. Make sure you go down. You can do it in the description below when this gets re-uploaded. You can find it in Spotify, Apple Podcasts. The code and the website will be there. Use code, all capitals, blue stable to get 15% off on your final price. That's, again, 15% off on your final price. And, hey, maybe we might have some giveaways coming up for home field. If you want a shirt, jacket, whatever the case may be, we're going to have that for you guys. So, again, drop down to the the description below and get that 15% off because, obviously, you're going to be watching it either tomorrow because we're recording Thursday or today if you're listening to this. Happy Friday. Welcome to the weekend. So, other than that, guys, let's get into some football. The Jacksonville Jaguars are coming to town. We don't like the Jaguars. We hate them. We we, we don't want anything to do with them, but we got to play them. Okay, so – Let's get the question started here. Marcus, okay, you are the man. How do you how do you think Shane Steichen will use the running backs? Because obviously it's a big thing. Jonathan Taylor obviously will not be there, probably won't be there all season, but we'll continue to monitor, monitor that situation on the side and see if anything gets worked out. But obviously the running back situation could be fluid, but what is your take on how the running backs will look Sunday? Well, for starters, um, I will say this is a personal opinion. So I know Colts fans have a very huge thing when it comes to opinions and everything. Because they go, oh, you don't know football. You don't know what you're talking about because you're not on the team. So basically what I would imply for them to do, I would like for the running backs to be used less, more uh, more of a passing game. Because we need Anthony Richardson to go through his progression, develop, and get, uh, in a, get accounted to the NFL speed. So I would like to see less running. Uh, I feel like that would be probably more of the nature anyway. Um, and more of the pass game from Anthony Richardson. And I think our running back room is valuable. I think we do have some talent in there, even though we got Zach Moss, who was limited with a broken arm. I think Evan Hall and Deion Jackson, who's Deion Jackson should be running back one for Sunday. I think it'll be a pretty good usage out of them. But I think we will see more of the RPO and pass game going in towards this game against the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I do like the potential of what we can have with the uh, running backs we do have. And uh, the uses of Anthony Richardson, of course, I think his mobility can expand the run game and what we can do moving forward going downfield. So I do like the potential for sure. Yeah, especially for you fantasy owners. Evan Hall season, Deion Jackson season. Zach Moss will continue to monitor. Look like he got back to practice today. We'll see how that goes. But definitely you fantasy, especially a couple of the leagues that I've been in. Evan Hall getting drafted kind of early. But, you know, Colts fans are going to take some – Take some value on those guys. Landon, let me get to you. When it comes to AR, utilizing his weapons, we'll continue to see if Jelani Woods can can uh, make it happen, or I, I don't think he's going to play anyway because a hamstring that lingers, obviously. But now you're looking at Drew Ogletree, Kylan Granson, Moali Cox, but also with the wideouts. You only have four right now, only four. We'll see if you know they do anything to add to that room. But how do you expect AR to use his weapons tomorrow? You think he likes to distribute it out? Because Shane Steichen does want his offense to be distributed. He wants everybody to get their hands on the ball. But the quarterback, the rookie quarterback, his home debut when it actually matters, is he going to lock on to a couple favorite targets? Or how do, how do you think AR will, will operate that tomorrow? Well, um, just because the nature of where the roster's at as far as the wide receivers and the tight end room. Look, the tight end room, even without Jelani Woods, is very talented. There's a lot of – there's not that, like, you know, 
Hall of Fame, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle type guy. There's a lot of guys with varying skill sets that do a lot of really good things. And to me, that also kind of points to how they're going to play this game. And that's actually, unfortunately for Mark, is kind of on the contrary to me. It kind of points to them running the ball quite a lot. You know, they're not going to go out there and just sling the ball around, um, you know, all day long because they do have tight ends. But they have tight ends that do things very differently. They're all kind of their own little mold. Um, So I think you're kind of expecting to see – a lot of 12 sets, a lot of 13 sets, you know, with three tight ends. And I think they're going to run the ball pretty, you know, effectively, obviously with Anthony Richardson out there. That's just such a weapon in the run game, and it opens up so much. Shane Steichen, even last year in Philadelphia, which, you know, we don't know if any of these guys has, you know, the level that Dallas Goddard has, but he ran a lot of tight end screens, you know, and getting these guys involved in space. So that's a, that's a role where – you see guys like Colin Granson or Drew Ogletree can really step into and excel in that tight end screen game and uh, kind of like taking the seams up. So I think they are going to spread it around a little bit much. I don't think they're going to hyper target one guy. If they did, my money would be on Michael Pittman uh, to be that guy to move the chains. Not really, you know, I think they'll take a few shots to Alec Pierce deep, kind of open things up a little bit as far as, you know, stretching the field and those shot plays. But uh, for the most part, I think they're going to be more run citric with Anthony Richardson, with Deion Jackson, Evan Hole. Use those tight ends in the tight end screen game. Get him comfortable. Get him easy completions. Get, you know, don't make him, you know, have to get off to his third read or, you know, the fourth read. You know, just make sure you're getting him easy reads. And I think, you know, it's going to be an effective game plan. Now, let me ask both of you guys. Y'all can hear me? Okay, cool. Let me ask both of you guys. In terms of, you know, this this game tomorrow, okay? Not everybody can have a Dak Prescott-type rookie year, right? Because he had the number one pick. He had the offensive line. He had the running back. He had the reliable receivers in a Cole Beasley, you know, those guys. But tomorrow, okay, not a lot of teams have film on Anthony Richardson. Remember, 13 starts is the separation between Anthony Richardson's high school career and his pro career. That's the difference. So let me ask both of you guys here. You think the offense will find consistent success tomorrow or are they going to struggle? Marcus, let's start with you. I think it'll be, I think it'll be a little mixture of both. One, because the Jacksonville Jaguars, they just won the division last year. They added talent. Uh, So I do think they're a little bit more, you know, more, I think, more structurally balanced than the Indianapolis Colts going into this game because Indianapolis Colts got a new offense. They got a new head coach. They got a new quarterback. Jonathan Taylor isn't there. So it's going to come up. It's going to be a little awkward, especially for them, um, you know, going up against a, a experienced Trevor Lawrence who was going into another year in which he knows what he's doing. I think the Colts offense might be a little bit off, but it might be, it could be, it's like 50-50 for me because, you know, the Jaguars can get caught off guard. It could be one of those games for sure because we don't know what we're getting out of Anthony Richardson and the tempo of what we might get as well. We've seen glimpses in the preseason, but the regular season may be a little bit different. So it might be a little bit of both. Um, it's kind of hard to decide which factor you want to depend on, but I do think the Jaguars do kind of have an edge going into this game over the Colts. 
Yeah, I do. Um, especially early on, I think there's going to be some struggles and really preseason will kind of tell you a lot as far as that goes, not necessarily about the scheme and all that stuff, but at the end of the day, preseason, both teams are kind of, you know, doing base level things and it's really just your guy versus their guys. And we saw the Colts wide receivers really struggle to get separation in the preseason. Um, so to me, it's all going to come down to the offensive line on if they're able to hold, uh, give Anthony Richardson time and give these receivers time to get open and see if Shane Steichen can really scheme some of these guys open because we've seen them now struggle. That's not to say like they don't have the talent. Obviously, Michael Pittman's a talented guy. Alec Pierce is a talented guy. But at the end of the day, talent only gets you so far. You got to show it on the field and you got to show it when the lights are at their brightest. And that's on game day. So um, I think it's going to be a struggle out of the gate just because, you know, this is a new offense. It's a new scheme, new quarterback. There's a lot of things that play in to how this goes. Um, so, yeah, I would just say just buckle in. That's not saying they're going to struggle all season because, you know, that's what we're looking for. We want to see that growth throughout the season. So, Early on, I expect them to struggle, but I expect things to get a little bit better every single week, you know, kind of as the season goes on. Good stuff. Good stuff, guys. Now, let's go back to you guys again. All right, both of y'all. Each of you, starting with Landon, name a player on the Jaguars defense that we should be worried about. Oh, well, that's easy to me. It's Josh Allen. It's, <laughs> it's Josh Allen um, because we know – you know, he doesn't necessarily have a lot of sacks to his name. He was, um, I want to say he had like six six or eight sacks last year. So it wasn't even a double-digit sacks guy. But he was top five in pressures in the league. He's a guy that can really come off that edge and make your tackles look silly. And then your quarterback's kind of scrambling for his life. And, you know, luckily we're not in the situation where we're, you know, super worried about guys taking sacks and not being mobile like we were last year. But um, at the end of the day, you know, you don't really want to have that guy in Anthony Richardson's face making him speed things up faster than what he needs to speed things up at right now. So uh, that would be the guy that I would be the most worried about. And especially with Braden Smith, you know, we haven't really seen him. We don't know where he's at health wise right now. You know, we expect him to play. But is he, you know, 100 percent, you know, recovered from that injury? He's going to be lining up across from Josh Allen quite a bit, and uh, that that could be an interesting matchup. Yeah, I agree. Josh Allen definitely is the most feared probably on that defense, especially at the beginning of the year last year. Like, Josh Allen was just – he was wreaking havoc, like pressures and all those good things. So if it wasn't for me, uh, if it wasn't – if I wasn't agreeing with Landon for sure being Josh Allen because that is, like, the ultimate threat on the defensive side, I would say Trayvon Walker. Uh, Trayvon Walker, I think he can do a little bit of everything. He's a pretty solid linebacker, stepping into his own. I think he can have a big season for the Jacksonville Jaguars defense, especially for a game like this, week one. The Jaguars know how much it is to beat the Colts in week one. I think they're going to get the message as well. And with a leader like Josh Allen, I'm pretty sure he's going to have this defense ready, locked, and loaded for what they're going to prepare for coming into this game. And I think Trayvon can definitely have one of those monster games. Well, not monster games, but pretty much a coming out party for week one against the Indianapolis Colts that needs to find the, uh, pretty much find the tempo of the offense going into the season. I think this could be a game for him. Man, from the, from the sound of it, it sounds like the offensive line of the Colts better be prepared for tomorrow, especially Bernard Ryman and Braden Smith, because it sounds like it's going to be a battle tomorrow. Now, here's a kind of a, 
catch you off guard kind of question, all right? Wanted to see how quick you guys are on your feet, you know? Tomorrow, for our defense, the Colts defense. Marcus, let me start with you on this one. Might be some questions at the corner spot. Outside, two guys making their very first starts, very inexperienced, not a lot of uh, not a lot of reps. It's going to be their first real live action. They've had a solid camp against Alec Pierce. We'll see how, how good he is this season against Michael Pittman. Can he finally get some consistency going? We'll see what happens. But will tomorrow, tomorrow, not tomorrow, Sunday, will the secondary be an issue for the Colts? I would say, I would say yes. Why? Because I think the wide receiver department for Jacksonville is probably one of the best in the NFL. And I'm not even being biased. I'm being like completely honest. They do have a really good wide receiver room. And for the young experienced guys for the Colts, it may be a good test because one, we got to figure out how are how is the defensive line going to pressure Trevor Lawrence into making some bad passes. And that's going to be one of the things that might get caught up with the secondary for the Colts. If if Trevor Lawrence is comfortable in the pocket and get to do whatever he wants, the secondary is going to struggle pretty much there and simple. So I do think it's going to be some struggles for the secondary. Hopefully they can hold up, but I know our defense is pretty, it's going to be pretty good in the first half. Usually that's how it goes, but they do get winded in the second half due to poor production of offense. But I do think the secondary is going to uh, have some struggles uh, going into this game because I do think the wide receiver room for Jacksonville is pretty solid. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think it's going to be a struggle early on, especially like Marcus said, against this wide receiver room of Jacksonville. It's, you know, it's no joke. You got, you know, Zay Jones out there, Christian Kirk, who had a phenomenal season last year. And now, now they add Calvin Ridley, who is one of the best route runners in the NFL. And uh, it's going to be a struggle for these guys early on, you know, and, and they drafted some rookies, you know, to play in that role. And we're not going to see them start, you know, right off the jump, but, um, that the boundary corners would be where I would be worried about. I think Kenny Moore is going to have a good season under him. I think he's a guy that seems to be, you know, kind of over where he was struggling last year and mentally just wasn't there. I, I think he's fully bought in now. He's checked in. So I think we're going to have a really good productive Kenny year, especially in a contract year for him. Uh, that seems to be a really good motivator for guys. Um, but yeah, it, it's, Inexperience at the corner, I mean, it's it's no joke, and especially when you're going up against a receiving core that's as talented as Jacksonville. And that's not even, you know, just the wide receivers. I mean, Evan Ingram's also a guy that can line up outside, and he he can really challenge those guys deep in the red zone, you know, on the boundaries as well. So it, it's going to be a tough game for them. All right, let's continue on with the Colts' defense. Guys, Marcus, Landon, who is a Colt? on defense that has to have a big game to help the Colts win. Marcus, let's start with you. My guy, Grover Stewart. I think Grover Stewart is definitely the guy that has to have a big game. I mean, he's usually known for having big games. I think if Grover Stewart can be any type of productive as he was last year, I think he was like the defensive MVP in my opinion because the dude week in and week out just gave 100% effort and he just popped off the screen every What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. 
Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Time you've seen that defense. Everybody, Colts fans, is just like Grover Stewart. Grover Stewart. So Grover Stewart can definitely pretty much clog up that middle when he's there. I think he can be the defensive standout. I know somebody else, I know Landon might mention edge rush or something of that nature, but I think Grover Stewart can be a pretty good impact for my opinion personally. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I think Grover Stewart is definitely my guy for sure. I'm going to hand it off to Landon. Yeah, well, you spoiled my pick there. Um, yeah, it's Quiddy Pay uh, pretty easily to me. And that's not just for this game, it's for the season. This guy's a first-round pick. He's shown flashes of being, you know, a really good player. But it hasn't been consistent. And this is, you know, going into his third season now, this is where you need to show that consistently. This is where you need to show that first-round pedigree as a pass rusher. And we've seen what happens, you know, when this Colts team doesn't get pass rush. And we've seen, you know, how many times have we played Jacksonville all off with Gardner Minshew where they complete 85 90% completion percentage. They break all these records you know, because there's no pass rush. And that's the key to this game. And, and that's the key to this defense going forward is, is Quiddy Pay able to finally take that next step in his development of being that first round, you know, edge one, you know, they went out, they let Yannick Ngakwe go. This is his, this is his chance to shine now on the, on the year. So um, yeah, it's Quiddy Pay for me. Ooh, trenches, trenches, trenches. Chris Ballard, you better hope these picks are, are paying off. You better hope so. Now, three things the Colts must do to win. And we're going to go like this. Marcus, myself, Landon. All right? Could be offense, defense, whatever the case may be. Marcus, kick us off. Well, they got to pretty much – they got to they gotta put pressure on Trevor Lawrence. I think that's one of the biggest ways – to try to get at least, you know, the offense in good position to to score. I think if you put pressure on Trevor Lawrence and it kind of hinders him from making his, you know, getting to the third level and getting Calvin Ridley the ball or finding Evan Ingram, I think if you can put pressure on Trevor Lawrence, that can be the ultimate goal for getting you at least a three to ten point victory. Pressure on Trevor Lawrence's mind. Nice, nice. Okay, for me – and this is going to put pressure on Shane Steichen and Anthony Richardson in their first game. But the Colts got to be successful on third down on offense. They have to. I don't think there's anything more motivating and more encouraging to a rookie quarterback than knowing that the defense can't get you on the off the field. And you're also doing your job. So the Colts, regardless if it's offensive lines, tight ends, wide receivers doing their job, you got to be successful on third down. Keep Trevor Lawrence off the field. Keep getting Anthony Richardson more live reps. Keep letting him let that arm rip. Hopefully other things are going well and on the offensive side of things, but I'm going to stick with being successful on third down. Yeah, for me, it's uh, it, well, it's it's the same answer, but it's on both sides of the ball, and that's explosive plays. On offense, you need to have explosive plays. 
on defense, you have to limit explosive plays. And, you know, this is where Anthony Richardson really shines and really where they took him, where they took him in the draft, because we know he's a guy that's capable of, you know, causing explosive plays, not only with his arm, you know, with that arm strength where he can just flick it 70 yards down the field, but with his legs as well, he's going to have to make explosive plays in this offense. Um, And then on the defensive side of the ball, we just talked about the weapons that the Jaguars offense has. You have to limit those explosive plays. If you're the defense, you can't let Calvin Ridley take you deep. You can't let Christian Kirk tape you, take you deep. So, um, to me, if they can have explosive plays and limit explosive plays, I think they they're gonna find themselves with a with a chance to win this ball game. Nice, nice. And guys, if you haven't already heard, Home Field Apparel is dropping their next line of Colts merch tomorrow, Friday, or if you're listening to this and it's already happened, make sure you're already going to Home Field and using code Blue Stable, one word all caps to get 15% off. It's never too early to go Christmas shopping for your little ones or for you, especially women. If your man is a huge Colts fan or men, if your woman is a huge Colts fan, get yourself some home field apparel Colts merch by going on to their website, getting everything you need and getting the code blue stable to get 15% off. Now guys, it's time for some predictions, but we'll hold off for Sunday. Let's talk about what 2023 could be. I don't think there will be over 500 uh, records in this segment, but who knows? Maybe Marcus is going to surprise us. But Landon, let's start with you. We'll go to me. We'll finish with Marcus. Yeah. um, Really, the winning winning loss record this season doesn't matter for me. It's it's seeing the growth of Anthony Richardson. It's seeing – what the future looks like and getting him comfortable and seeing that progress as the year goes on, um, there's going to be struggles. And that's, you know, not just from Anthony Richardson, that's for the team. The secondary is very young. This, you know, the defensive line is, you know, still largely unproven outside of Grover and DeForest Buckner. You know, you have talented guys like Dio Adangbo, Taekwon Lewis, Samson Ebukam, who was just signed here. Um, and Quiddy Pay as well. I mean, these guys are all talented, but they haven't done it consistently and they haven't dominated at a consistent level. Same thing with the offense. Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce, Josh Downs, you know, the, these are all guys that have talent and they've shown flashes of being able to be that guy. But can they do it consistently? Um, and until we see that, I think, you know, it's it's kind of hard to know where this season goes. So, are you, are you wanting like record predictions? Okay. Um, I'm going to stick. I'm going to say they win four games again. Uh, I think it's a, uh, I think it's a four, four win season again, but I do think this, it's going to be better than it was last year. Four games or last year they won four games and it was miserable. It was abysmal this year. I think the roster is largely a little bit less talented um, or maybe a little bit more talented if you think about it, but, um, the quarterback is really all that matters. Um, so I think this is going to be a fun year. They're probably not going to win a lot of games, but it's going to be really fun to see what direction this franchise is heading. So they're going to be boring, but a fun boring. Well, no, they're not. Like last year, they were boring and bad. Yeah. 
Yeah. This Which is year, the worst combination yeah, you could ask for. Yeah, exactly. That's the worst. So this year, they're going to be bad. It's They're going to be a bad football team. But they're going to be fun. They're going to be a lot of fun to watch. This is a team that I have no problem, even if they've got, you know, if they're 10 weeks into the season and they've won two games, they're two and eight in week 10. I'm still throwing this team up on league pass, um, you know, on Sunday ticket and watching because that's what Anthony Richardson brings you is like, you never know what you're going to see in a game. You could see the most spectacular play you've ever seen in a football game come from that guy at any moment in time. So it's, it's going to be must watch. All right. Well, it's my turn. So I've been consistent that this team is going to be picking in the top five next April. When I look at this team and I sat down last night to get my official record prediction, there were two areas of this team that just concerned me so much. And I'm pretty sure everybody else is going to agree. It's not like I'm just picking this, you know, out of thin air, but the secondary, namely the corner spots in the offensive line. Because the offensive line, Bernard Ryman, Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, whoever the hell is going to be at right guard, Braden Smith, those are some good names. How are they going to perform? They performed horribly last year. Bernard Ryman, not so much. He played pretty solid. He was probably the more consistent one out of all of them. But we need a big year, or at least a solid year, out of those two groups. And I'm not sure if they can hold up. They could probably be the reason why the Colts lose quite a few games. So going through the schedule last night, going through the record predictor, I came away with three and 14. I came away with three and 14. So that's where I'm at. Obviously, you hope for a different outcome. You hope the Colts can get to the playoffs. Michael Pittman can finally burst onto the scene as a number one while everybody still, for some reason, wants to call him a solid number two. I really hope so. Uh, that's our hope, obviously, but I'm going to go with 3-14. and 14. You know what? You know you know, I'm the odd one out of the whole group when it comes to these things. And it's okay. And it's totally fine because, like I said, it's week one. We can predict whatever we want. Nobody knows what the future holds. We know the struggles of the Indianapolis Colts. But that was past tense. This is the future. Anything can happen as of right now of today. And I'm going to go with the Colts winning seven games. Give me seven. Three division games and four from the opposite side. It's very possible. Anything's possible. The team can struggle at the beginning of the year, and they can just magically win four towards the end of the season. It's only seven games. Not a lot, not a little. This is pretty much a prediction that the team is pretty much in the middle you know, you you know, you get the bare minimum of wins and, you know, you get a lot of losses. Ten losses is very possible, and it's totally fine. But they can also win seven games. You know, Anthony Richardson may find his stride towards the end of the season and just be completely unstoppable. Or, you know, they can start off good and just end bad. And that's why I think seven wins is pretty much a legit thing if anything of a winning record was a discussion for the Indianapolis Colts. So I think seven wins is pretty much the bare the bare total of how much they can get with this roster. But I think next year is going to be even better. So I think seven is a good start if we were to start thinking positive, like, oh, they can change the guards as of now, because this is still an evaluation season for this team. So we don't know what the future may hold. Maybe we can get the secondary to just wake up from the athletic department because they are very athletic. So anything is possible, um, even though we know how scary this could be. But 
uh, I think when it comes when we talk about the offensive line, um, I did see like a little glimpse in the preseason when you see how the up tempo with Anthony Richardson and his pace. If he can play like that, even though it can pretty much wear and tear the offensive line, it can pretty much hide the struggles from what they might get as well. So, like I said, I'm on the the, the optimistic side and saying seven wins is pretty much my goal of what I would love to see. But like I said, if they do have a losing season, I'm fine. I mean, it is what it is. We'll go to the draft. This is a great draft anyway, so I'm, I'm not opposed to that decision. Jared versus Brock Bauer season, yes, sir. Mainly Jared versus, but um, hey, man, I'm, I'm down with it. Seven wins, I wouldn't be mad at it. If the Colts win seven or more games, I have zero issue of how many booths Pat McAfee wants to walk into and say the Colts are winning the Super Bowl. I would have zero issue with it okay if they win seven games let's start up the hype train in the spring of 2024 all right Let, let's start the hype train right there all right so we've gone over the record predictions where is it gonna be are they gonna win one game are they gonna win 12 games or is it gonna be somewhere in the middle but let's go ahead and start off with this sunday's game against the jacksonville jaguars let's get these predictions in here all right marcus landon and then myself, start us off. How much do you have the Colts losing by? Well, I got the Colts winning. Um, I'm going to go with, you know, a week one Kurtz breaker with Anthony Richardson. It's because we never had a mobile quarterback, man. I think this could be the changing of the guard. This can finally be the Kurtz breaker, finding a mobile quarterback to win us the game. So I'm going to have the Colts winning. It's not going to be a shootout. It's not going to be a high score game. So I'm going to say something like, in a verge of 20 to 14, we miss a field goal or something of that or something of that nature. So I'm going to go with the Colts winning 20 to 14. The curse is over. God bless Anthony Richardson. Hey, um, if if the if the Colts defense holds Jacksonville to 14 points, I'll probably be doing backflips. Um, Get that I springboard have, ready. Yeah, so I, I think this offense is going to be better this year. But I think the defense is really where you're going to see struggle. And this is going to end up being kind of a barn burner for both teams. I think both defenses will struggle in this game. I think this Colts offense comes out. Anthony Richardson kind of shocks some people. Um, with those explosive plays, I think, you know, they're going to put up some points. So, unfortunately, I have the Colts losing. I think it's going to be 34-24 to 24 Jaguars. Okay. All right. Marcus has the Colts winning. Landon has the Colts losing. Man, thought about this game. I thought about how weird the NFL is. I thought about how weird the NFL is week one. Marcus, I love you, man. I love you. Landon, I love you too. This Sunday, I'm actually going to roll with Shane Steichen and Anthony Richardson in the Indianapolis Colts. I think... It's going to be a weird weekend of football, just like we saw week one of college football. It can be very, very weird. Go back to 2020. Jacksonville's only win of the season came in week one against the Colts. The Colts that year ended up going 11-5 and in winning, having a winning season. I think Anthony Richardson is going to have the benefit of being the rookie, not a ton of tape on him. Obviously, Shane Steichen didn't give away too much in the preseason. I'm expecting Josh Downs to have the uh, the better day out of all the wide receivers. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars have a good idea of what Alec Pierce thrives at. I think they're going to lock that down. 
I think Michael Pittman is going to be double teamed. He'll probably find some success. I think Josh Downs is going to be the gadget for this Sunday. I think the offensive line is going to have a solid job. I'm really banking. I think we're all actually banking on Ryman and Smith having a solid year. But Sunday, I think they will have a solid game. I think they'll have, I'll think they'll be motivated. I think they'll be, even though I still think the season will come to a four and 13 season, or uh, yeah, even though that's still the case, I think they're going to be motivated to prove a lot of people wrong on, on Sunday. I don't think it has anything to do with wanting to beat Jacksonville because it's the curse. I think it has to do with wanting to get the bad taste out of last year out of their mouths. I think that's what it's about. Um, regardless of what your feelings are about Frank Reich or the other head coach that we don't want to mention, regardless of what your feelings are, I think this team wants to move on from that, get away from that cliche and make a statement week one. I think Shane Steichen and Anthony Richardson get it done. I'm going to go with the Colts 34 to 30 uh, this Sunday. So other than that, tell us what you guys think about this Sunday's game. Who do you have winning? Do you have the Colts losing? Do you have them winning? Who's going to have a big game? Who's going to be the leader in receiving yards, leader in rushing yards? Because, again, it is by committee, so who knows? Anthony Richardson might be the leading rusher. But other than that, before we close it out, Marcus, Landon, y'all guys got anything? Look forward to that home field apparel, y'all. Go ahead and use the, the cold blue stable 15% off. I know y'all don't have no drip. Your closet a little empty, you know, horseshoeless. So, you know, go ahead and get you some merch, man. You ain't got to go out there and get the most expensive thing. They got a lot of things out there, man. Good catalog of, you know, Colts apparel. Even if you're not a Colts fan or you're a Jaguars fan watching this, go to home field. Still use our code. It's there. But we prefer Colts fans. But it's okay. Yeah. The only thing I got, hey, we're back. Football's back. Let's get it. We're back. And, guys, we will be back. Every Thursday, every Sunday, we will be back talking to you guys. Also, catch us on X app, okay? I always have to take a little pause before I almost say the T word. Catch us on the X app. We're going to be doing some spaces out there. I'll be there. Some other people will be there. We're going to be talking Colts football with you guys. And remember what the spaces are all about. We want to hear from you. These podcasts, this show is about us and giving our opinions. But when we get in there, we want to hear your thoughts, all right? So, guys... He is Marcus. He is Landon. I am Michael. It is lovely to be back. Colts football is back. Are we going to the Super Bowl? Who knows? But anyways, <laughs> guys, if you're not already, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're following all on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite Colts podcast. And guys, once again, we'll see y'all this Sunday. Enjoy it. Drink responsibly, because I know some people get crazy when football's back. Drink responsibly. Enjoy that barbecue or whatever you're having. Hey, I'm talking too much. Let's get out of here. See y'all when the Colts win. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.